Welcome to Triangle 411, the pulse that moves the Triangle world today. It's a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, what's trending, social good, events, and boundless other adventures. A conversation pit of comedians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Innsbrucker. Hi, friends. I scream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Remember that little ditty? (laughs) Well, summer may be coming to an end, but there is never a season's end to ice cream. And you know what else? You could become an official ice cream taster. (laughs) We'll tell you about that at the end of the show. Also, at the end of the show, you will even be able to go to a site to determine whether you're a cool, crunchy, sweet, or mixed with peanut butter swirl kind of person when it comes to which ice cream flavor suits your personality. But first, today's special treat, we are talking with Carl Hollifield, the director of the North Carolina State Dairy Enterprise System. Welcome, Carl. Hi, thanks for having me. I got to tell you what my tribe absolutely loves about the Howling Cow Creamery is going directly to the farm, choosing an ice cream, and then sitting on the wraparound porch eating that ice cream, overlooking pastures while watching the 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 dear cows who contributed to our joy and sitting in a wooden rocking chair to boot it's absolutely a wonderful atmosphere well thank you that that certainly was our intention you know uh having a dairy processing plant on main campus at NC State University always seemed to be a little bit disconnected from the farm but we wanted our visitors to understand where their food comes from and Putting the ice cream shop directly on the farm seemed to be the perfect way to meet our mission of teaching, research, and extension at the NC State Creamery. Uh, It sure works for for me and my family. But let's see. We're going to talk about many aspects of this. But first, tell our listeners um, where it's located and a bit about its history. Our Howling Cow Dairy Education Center in Creamery is located in South Raleigh. At 100 Dairy Lane, just off of Lake Wheeler Road, and it's located at our uh, Dairy Research and Teaching Farm. Uh, and we have had a research and teaching farm there for many years, and have had dairy processing on NC State's campus um, since the early 1900s. So our mission, um, being threefold of teaching, research, and extension always seem to fit well with being able to have the public interaction. And there's lots of public interaction on main campus. You see people walking around daily, but there's not the ability to do that on our dairy farm. And so we decided to be able to start a creamery operation on the farm would give the public the best way to be able to see dairy cows and to be able to see and purchase their milk and ice cream products. So now you have a couple different things. You've got an education building, a museum. Let's let's talk a little bit first about the education building. So so the education building um blends the the creamery store 
the Creamery Cafe, as we call it, and the education jump-off point to the greater farm system. So when you come in from Lake Wheeler Road, uh, the first thing you would see is the Howling Cow Dairy Education Center in Creamery. You could go there and you could uh, buy some ice cream and you could uh, talk to the students. You could learn a little bit about uh, where milk and ice cream comes from through our uh, live video interactive um and then you could go out onto the back porch and you could, you know, see the cows. A short walk down the drive would get you to the Dairy uh, History Museum. That's our Randley Dairy History Museum. And that would give you more interactions with the actual dairy farm proper. You would be able to learn about where our um, Jersey herd, our Jersey cow herd comes from. And you'd be able to learn more about dairy husbandry and the animal side of our dairy farm. I had, I don't know if you're still doing this, but at one point in time, I think folks could actually come in and maybe see the cows getting milked or, or something like that. There was, a, there was a little bit more to the education building, it seemed. Right. And, and we are going to restart that program very soon. We have um, plans to to restart all of our educational tours. COVID threw us for a little bit of a loop. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually opened our Dairy Education Center in Creamery February before we had to shut it down in March 2020 uh, for COVID. So we only had about a month mm-hmm. of um, actually being open and doing full dairy tours. You know, we have a a nice um, dairy tram that will take you around the farm. Um, We would have uh, a student typically talk to you about dairy husbandry and about the cow's life cycle. And we had to unfortunately discontinue that program during COVID uh, because we couldn't have uh, people interacting with each other. And so we opened up uh, briefly for drive-through service at the creamery, but we realized that that really wasn't fulfilling the mission of education. And so when we were able to reopen for public interaction, you're able to uh, see and talk to the students by going to the creamery and with um, hopefully uh, this fall, we will be able to reopen the tram tours and you'll be Mm -hmm. able to come in on the weekends and on weekdays with a reservation to be able to go on the tour and see uh, the dairy cows. Oh, that'll be wonderful. And fingers crossed on that because <laughs> you, you might have to postpone a little bit longer depending what happens, but we'll keep our fingers crossed. Um, so, so you mentioned, uh, I think you said the Jersey cows. Is there, is there, do you have any other cows? We do. Actually, we have five of the uh breeds of milking herd at our farm. So if you're a a student, a staff, a faculty member, a researcher, you're able to come to to our farm and and see five of the six main dairy breeds. So um, we do have a a Jersey herd. We have uh, Holstein cows as well. We have uh, Brown Swiss we have Guernseys, and we have Ayrshires. Mm. So hopefully within the next 
next uh, few months to a year, we will add milking shorthorns, and then we will have the the full six breeds at our dairy farm. Mm. For a total of how many cows? Right now, we are milking approximately 150 cows, Mm -hmm. and there are close to 300 animals on our farm. What other kind of animals? So they're all dairy cows, but they're at different life stages and life cycles. So we have... We raise our own calves, and so the calves are born on the farm, and they're raised, and they um, they enter the milking herd, and they live on the farm throughout their life. And so from the babies all the way into the adults, that is our 300 roughly head of cows. And at any given time, we have around 150 that are in lactation and we're milking. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the students do all that. That's correct. I I have um, six full-time employees at the farm and about 20 students at any given time. So let me ask you this. I mean, we talked a little bit about hoping to to open things up a little bit, but, but where else educationally or otherwise do you see this venture moving? I'm going to be a little corny. Moving forward. Oh, well, we... We feel like that the Dairy Education Center in Creamery has really been our culminating project. So right now we're able to grow the crops on the farm to feed the animals. We raise the animals, we milk the cows, and we bring that milk over to Schaub Hall on main campus to the Feldmeyer Dairy Processing Plant. We pasteurize milk, we make ice cream, and then that goes right back out to the farm for sale to the public. So we have a full farm-to-fork dairy enterprise system. And right now we are just excited about bringing the people back to the farm to do our farm tours and our interactive programs and grow our research programs on the farm for our great animal science faculty. And those are, you know, really the things that I'm focused on right now are uh, are bringing, you know, parents and children, people of all ages to come to the dairy farm and learn more about where their food comes from. Mm-hmm. And they're going to love that because I've been there without all of this up and running and people, I mean, they just hang out there. They bring Frisbees and play on the, on the, on the lawn there. I mean, it's just such a welcoming, peaceful back-in-time atmosphere, which I think we really need through everything we've been going through. So I've absolutely got to ask, what is the creamery's most popular flavor? Hands down, the most popular flavor at our creamery is uh, Wolf Tracks. So Wolf Tracks is a uh, vanilla ice cream with a fudge swirl and chocolate peanut butter cups. We have referred to it as our chancellor's choice because our chancellor, Randy Woodson, helped to create the flavor for the creamery, and that's been our most popular flavor ever since he's been our chancellor. So um, that's a that's probably the thing that I would uh, that I would recommend most if if somebody's coming for their first time. Uh, and I love the the chocolate peanut butter. We get our peanut butter from a uh, from a North Carolina company, and so the peanut mm-hmm. butter is fantastic. And that chocolate peanut peanut butter is just a fantastic flavor as well. Oh my gosh, you're making me, 
I'm, you're going to see me at the creamery very soon. <laughs> you're making me so hungry with all that. I think something else that's cool that, that you all do is uh, if anybody out there is passionate about food and enjoying sharing their opinion, you'll love participating in their food tasting surveys and other tasting events. And you also have a quiz so people can discover what type of personality they are as far as what type of ice cream would suit that personality. So we can get all that information by going to their site. And Carl, would you like to give out that address? Sure. You can find us at howlingcal.ncsu.edu. And you can see all of our flavors, our offerings, our hours. Um, Hopefully you'll be able to learn more about our tours coming soon. And we would love for you to visit. Sounds good. You can count on me being there, that's for sure. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for your time. So for our nonprofit spotlight, according to their website, the Lions Clubs International is the world's largest service organization with 1.4 million members and 44,600 clubs in 190 countries and geographical areas. Wow. Through membership in a Lions Club, people not only help those in need, but have opportunities to develop personal friendships and gain valuable leadership skills. The Cary Lions Club was organized in February of 1956 and chartered on September 4th of the same year. The club is composed of a diverse group of individuals, including small business owners, educators, representatives from local and state government, other professionals, and retirees. Of course, the club performs all things humanitarian, including service projects, aiding company groups, such as the visually impaired, disabled, and elderly, and so much more. If you want to learn about the Cary Club, go to carrylionsclub.org. carrylionsclub.org. Now, and if you're in another area and interested, you can always get information through this site, which is lionsclubs.org. So that's plural. So lions with an S, clubs with an S dot org. Lionsclubs.org. Well, it's time to high five and say goodbye. Keep listening to grab some serenity via a garden. Chase a storm with the pros. Kick a ball with soccer great Jessica McDonald. Laugh, and I mean laugh, with award-winning comedian Craig Shoemaker. Or calling all hams to ham it up on our show. We have it all. Something for everyone. Please be sure to subscribe and like us. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, 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 spread peace.